Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's podcast. This is Anon Reynos bringing the most random news since 2021. We are Avil and Nick. We will be your host for today with our next special guest. Welcome to Unknown Randoms Podcast. My name is Nick Corman. I'll be your host today. Today we have a special guest. Dan Magu. So today we have Dan Magu in our, in our studio here. And we're going to be talking about the anxiousness of a public speaker as the title suggests of this episode. So how you guys weeks been? Or week? Well, I mean, uh, this is the first time we're recording in three weeks. So a lot of things has happened. I got a new car as first, you know. You did? Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Infinity Q50. Dude, it's pretty dope. I know. What else? I don't know. That's BS. That's <laughs> not BS, dude. I'm, I'm legit. Yeah, what else happened? Uh, long ass trip to Illinois. Bro, um, 12 hour drives, doing nothing. Falling asleep on the road. Hey, sounds like fun. No. Oh, man. I know, you're, I know you're a couple weeks have been eventful. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so much has happened. Um, literally forgot everything about what happened like in the past three weeks. Um, but last well this past weekend we went to nebraska oh my golly the flight over there was terrible you guys flew there well i flew over there i i left early i left two days early because you know i I just felt special yeah weren't you a judge yeah i was a judge so i was doing that i was so stressed out but yeah i flew over there um but I had a layover in Colorado, and there was this woman, like, she was literally just like, chewing her food so loud. She was sitting, like, right next to me. Um, and I was doing my homework. I was in a Zoom call yeah. um, with my school for one of my classes. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sitting there trying to do my assignment. She's, like, one seat over, and she's literally just, like, leaning over and, like, mm-hmm. looking at the camera. I'm just like, what the heck? And then this woman, yeah, she had food. Yeah. Then she starts chewing loud, so loud, <laughs> in my ear. And I'm just sitting there like, what the heck? Is it, I'm not into that kind of ASMR, man. Oh, man. Yeah, no. I like ASMR, <laughs> but not that kind. I'm telling you, so what's, how stressful is judging? Are you um, biased? Um, you can't tell me you weren't biased, bro. I know. It's, it's hard to not be biased because, you know, every single time our church goes up, I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, I was so stressed out. Yeah. Um, and our church was one of the first teams to go up and then they went up against one of the strongest teams Mm -hmm. in the competition and they tied it up at the last question and they needed in like another question and dude it was so hard to know like you know not try and cheer them on and stuff like that it was so hard to like keep a straight face but poker face oh yes dude i cannot do that i just like smile so much and it's just so hard to do that but yeah um we ended up answering right and then we passed and we kept on going, and the other. We took the dub. Yes, first, first, first and second, second place for two of our. What groups. about third? Third is Nebraska. We didn't have three groups. We only had two, right? No, we had three. We yeah, had three? there was three. Oh. I didn't even know yeah. about the third one. Yeah, <laughs> no, our church. We had two teams that went against each other, and it was kind of like a one and done thing. So like, uh-huh. one team moved on, and the other one just left. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Was there any public speaking aspects of being a judge? Or um, was it like just like? not you well so we have pretty there were three like older dudes that like did it for a while and i was one of the newer ones um i was keeping more track like i was keeping track of everything making sure that everything was like going right that they were answering correctly and stuff like that and i was also also like um going across and like making sure that each person only answered once because for the competition you could only answer once and then you can only answer a second time once everyone answers um so i was doing that and I like 
when the judges were having a conversation amongst each other, mm-hmm. like I would try and like put like some of my thoughts in there and stuff yeah. like that, but they ended up, up just like shutting me yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Foreigner from yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, right. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, you can come, but then they just don't listen to me. So I was just kind of just like a bench warmer. Over there. Yeah, it's like just a whole judge. Yeah, but yeah. Other than that, um, yeah, no, nah, not, not really. I didn't talk too much over there. Anyways, you know, not, we're not really much of public speakers. So tell me, do you think that, um, when did you decide that, you know, I'm going to do public speaking, I'm going to go up and I'm going to talk to people in front of a huge crowd, you know what I mean? When did you decide that? Um, I didn't really decide that. It was kind of decided for me right. by my Sunday school teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, when we went to summer camp, I'm pretty sure you yeah, guys I remember that. had to do that too, maybe, I don't know. Um, but at summer camps, like when we went to summer camp, our teachers were like, okay, we need some guys to come up with some like stuff, um, to say like at one of the, ser- like at one of the services and stuff like that. And I was like, oh shoot, nah, I can't do that, dude. I have stage fright and like so bad. And yep. yeah, it was so bad. And then I went up for the first time and I like couldn't take my eyes off my words and like didn't make any eye contact with the crowd or anything. So I was pretty much just like dead the entire time. But yeah, it was a little rocky, but there's a crazy interest story. Usually it's like I came up there, I was scared, but then I spoke and I loved it. But no, you were like, dude, I was so dead. You were like, no, oh, yeah. I remember, uh, I think it was like as a young kid, I'm still a young kid, but like a couple years ago, like freshman year, or even before that, I was homeschooling. No, I was at BCA at, for eighth grade. And then we didn't really do much public speaking there. I mean, sometimes we had to present, which is super stressful because you're in front of the main pastor, Dr. Vigdorish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're there like, <laughs> Literally. I don't want to mess up. <laughs> but uh, uh, freshman year, I took a class called, what was it? Creative writing. And in the end, like uh, one of our finals, final thing that we had to do is we have to write a couple poems and then we go to a coffee shop and we present it in front of our group. Me being a person who can't public uh, speak in, pub- in front of people or like whatsoever, and like being nervous with the poem I wrote because like it's like emotional or, ch- or it's something. part of you, you know? yeah, it's part of me. I was, it was like a testimony, something like that. Um, I put in my hard work in there. I want to see this poem you wrote. Can you pull it right. up right now? Let's pull read it, it in a second here. Oh, shoot, okay. Uh, and then so I get up there, I'm dressed like a hipster, dude. I'm like, because. They're like, yeah, dude, just dress up as a hipster, you'll be chill. So I'm here in like jeans, uh, black jeans. Uh, I think I had a t-shirt on, a flannel over it, and then I had my hat, like pilgrim hat. Oh, yeah. You know, those hipster hats. Dude, I hated myself for that. <laughs> oh, my. I was like, what is this? And then I get up there, they say the verse, that verse, um, the poem. I'm here. I have my poems in my uh, the poem in my hand. I'm shaking. I'm going. I do. I thought I was about to faint. Oh, man. I'm shaking. I'm like reading it barely with no emotion. I could see from the from my classmates and from my teacher like, dang man, he's so stressed. Uh, the friend a uh, friend I had at the time, she was like, dang, I really thought you were about to faint at that moment. <laughs> I was like, I'm amazed I did not. Let's see what poem 14 year old Nick wrote. And then, what so, was it about? Was it about like romance? Was it about so like so? It was about like uh, faith and stuff. Here, oh, let me see if I can. Pull that was gonna be some Shakespeare type stuff. Oh yes. Uh, I have a Shakespeare in my. Oh notes here. man. Okay, we got it. I mean, it's not. It's actual Shakespeare, but you know. Here, let me find it real quick. 
Have you had uh, have you any stories about uh, public speaking? Writing a poem? No. Oh, public speaking? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been I've been doing public. Sp- no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whilst I find this poem for you, most of my public speaking was improvisation. I remember one time, crazy funny story. In our school, we had to do speeches, and I was doing the Abraham Lincoln's one, and I came up doing it like YouTube style, like hey, look to my YouTube video and whatever, just cause. Mm-hmm. I got a D, but the my classmates oh, man. loved it. That's the whole point. The, the whole point is that my classmates loved it. <laughs> Yeah, I remember, I think it was the same year, just the next semester, I took argumentation debate so I can actually practice public speaking. In the beginning, I was super bad, I'm telling you, it was like horrible. And then uh, once you, I mean, with public speaking, the more you do it, the easier it gets usually. Yes. So with it, um, here, I have my workout stuff here as well. Your workout stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, have, like, I have, so built. I have, uh, things it's called like push baba oh, man. <laughs> so here this is my i literally had this as my title for my poems it's called poems kinda so here i wonder it doesn't if, rhyme i wonder if which one i've edited which one i haven't i had eric you know eric pillage yep. if you're listening he edited some of them had his own version here i'll read it to you guys my deepness yes so <clears throat> Others are running out of time, but still are loving and caring, while you are hating and debating just because your battery died. A phone can take over your whole life. It'll push you to be more prone of choosing the wrong decision. And just like that, people on, wait, and just like people on a space shuttle. So please get out of your bubble and stop hating, but start loving because you never know who can meet, who you can meet and what can happen when you start loving. Oh, you know who you sound yes. like? You sound like that guy from a YouTube video, and then behind him is like a city line, like a city skyline, and he's speaking, yeah. and there's like cars mm-hmm. going by, dude. And then the next one I made up when I was uh, at camp. So at night, I was, uh, I would sit at the dock, you know, at summer camp. Oh, yes. I just admire the stars. And then there's this one star that kept on getting covered by clouds, and the clouds kept on moving. And there, I had my vision if this loads. <laughs> I mean, how many YouTube videos, like, how many YouTube views we get from, like, your speaking voice? Dude, so much. Your Dude. voice is just, like, so soothing. Like, the kind of, like, the rap thing, like, you kind of, like, Oh, you, yes. Do One of those, like, motivational speakers. Mm-hmm. I went, so, for, I took baptism last year, and then, when we were doing the Ispatania thing, so... Ispatania uh, in English is, um, like... I don't know. Um, he got tested. Like, yeah, yeah test. So we were. It's like your final test. That you're in front of a bunch of pastors, and they have to ask you questions, make sure that you're ready. You yes. can't really fail it, but dude, it's so bad. Like it's, it's stressful because you start so off with just praying. Wait, in front it's of them. stressful, and you can't fail. How can? I, I mean, here. you can fail if you really mess up, but you know. Yeah. yeah, we're not really supposed to judge each other, and like I know that the pastors won't judge. I mean, they kind of maybe will. I mean, they kind of have to. Yeah, literally, and just like even when you pray, like so, what they do in the beginning is they like have the person that's taking baptism. Mm-hmm. They have them pray first, and then they like go on with like the different questions that they ask and stuff like that. And even during the prayer, like, oh my God, like, when I get nervous, mm-hmm. like my voice starts cracking so yeah. much. And during that prayer, dude, my voice cracked so much. Like, this is so stressful. Dude, for me, 
uh, when I get nervous, my voice sometimes goes lower, and it's like they can't hear what you're saying. Oh my gosh, you're like, mm -hmm. oh you guys are making this baptism thing sound so stressful. I mean, it's not that stressful. It's just at the moment you're there, you're like, want to do this? Like, I don't want to mess this up or anything like yeah. that. What if you're worrying, like in public speaking, that's a good thing. That means you care. So it's not a good thing because you mess up. Because as you said, it messes with your voice, it messes with your head. It's no. a good thing to worry. It's not a bad thing. So if it's okay if you mess up, uh, life's full of mess ups. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, but not like oh, here. No, no, no. <laughs> so which one are we talking about? <laughs> All right, here, here's the second poem I was talking about. People's love to one another is like a star in the night sky during a wind chill. It'll be there shining bright in the beginning, all full of life. But when struggles and arguments blow in, it'll be covered by a cloud. After it passes, it'll still be there, but not shining as strong as it was before. Love is a strong thing. They should always keep right. They should not be played with or messed. But instead kept strong and shining bright. So your love could the, then guide others in the night. That they would be strong in their fight and never lose sight of the love that beat your struggles despite the fact that you gave up on your light. Dang, I dude, can't wait. So good. I can't wait till we send this thing off to YouTube, and Literally. then I have my uh, God one, the Jesus one. You know that I was hey, really hey, stressed hey, out. Same about. for YouTube. You don't have the YouTube yet. Here, put your hand. Boom. People aren't thankful for what they have in life. The life that God gave them. All they want to have. Uh, all they want to have is more followers on Instagram and a better phone. So all they do is postpone the relationship with them, with him, and go looking for a better life but they're blind as a bat. They'll be looking everywhere for happiness and love and drugs while God sat there and watched you drown into sin. All he would see on your face is just a frown. You'll think it's your race or the way you'll think it's your race or the way you look. Then all you then when all hope is lost, you'll finally open that book. The book your mom has been telling you to read since you were young. You'll open up your Bible and see that it's reliable and that you're loved and have always been cared for. You'll realize that you've been living in lies of the world and you'll be searching for that forgiveness that you've heard about from your heavenly father you'll get down on your knees praying to your savior be be begging to be forgiving pouring out your heart and soul into this conversation with god finishing with amen you get up from your knees with tears surrounding the, pl the place but with a smile and a glow of joy on your face because you know that burden and darkness and sin has been lifted off your shoulder You'll remove, you will remove those foolish thoughts of hate and debate and replace them with love and will be in the state of faith where there is no fear knowing that you are amazing and loved. Amen. You know, dude. one thing you're missing, some emotional piano music in the back. Yeah. Yes, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, like when, yeah, right? when we have like the grandmas oh come up, right? <laughs> and then just like have that like, like yeah. slow music in the background. It's so good. Yeah. So I was saying that, I mean, this is already revised bit since then, but I was saying that in front of them, dude, man, <laughs> I was like, I wish I didn't say it. Hey, we're supposed to be talking about Dan right now. Yeah, sorry, Ooh, Dan. Nah, it's all right. I just stole right. your uh, shine, man. How many poems did you write? <laughs> um, Zero. Uh, dude, I cannot write like stuff like that. Dude, I'm not creative like at all. When yes. it comes... When it comes to like designs and stuff like that, like I can do that stuff. But once it comes to like words, like I barely know the English language, so yeah, that's what you said thing. about public speaking. But here you are talking about it. I know, but it's yeah. different. It's My different. mind is a little slower in the creative side. Yeah, I have the same thing. 
it's like when I was a bit younger, I mean, in third grade, I used to write all the time. Like I would write pages and pages out. Creativity was flowing and I'm like dumb. <laughs> so I'm like slow. I was like trying to write a page for English or write a paragraph. I'm like, huh, what do I do? Okay. Oh, but you're a good public speaker though. No, uh, uh yeah, I, I'm I on the, he's good. I he's good. yeah, I did. I think I've done most of the public speaking at like church a little. Uh, I did at winter camp. That was fun, except I didn't have my glasses. My glasses broke because we went. So in winter camp, we have this big hill where we lost his glasses in the snow. Yeah, we have, we have a, this big hill. We were running down. I said, uh, our friend Slaviki fell. I was like, man down, man down. And oh, then I, I slipped and fell and lost my glasses. And his glasses down. Yep. <laughs> Every single time we go to winter camp, I'm always like, okay, I'm gonna go sledding this time. Like, I'll mm -hmm. go up to that hill and just like conquer it, but I never do. It's so sad. Yeah. But yeah, so I couldn't even see the notes I wrote, and I wasn't really prepped for it. I did it like the day before. I woke up like at five, went into the lunchroom, got some coffee, wrote everything. I was like, this is mint. Wait, now we're gonna talk about how to improve public speaking skills because clearly. We know how to do that, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. That's why sure. we're here. We're, yes. Yeah. Discussing how to improve. Yeah. Other than just practice, what do you have to remember when you public speak? Publicly speak. What is... I, I know for a fact that... Publicly speak. You yeah. got to get out of your head. <laughs> you got to get out of your head. You got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to, like, no, shake it off, you know, on that. Oh, yes. You trust me. I know that YouTube speech <laughs> is exactly like that. So, yeah. With public speaking, it always varies with what you're trying to, or what you're saying. If you're like preaching in church, that's going to be completely different. You don't want to say your own word. You want to let God speak through you. But if you're like talking in front of a crowd about, I don't know, well, would you, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> if you're talking about it's that. His speech. Or about. Get the Gettysburg Address. Yes. If you're talking about that, that's a bit different. That's like completely different. No, I'd much. say you're still preaching. <laughs> yeah, sure. Or if you're like trying to, I forget the word, but you're trying to, dang, I'm blanking out. Like you're at work and you're trying to, oh, propose. You're trying to propose in a business idea or something like that. That's going to be different completely from even presenting the Gettysburg Address, from preaching or anything like that. So Dan, with what is, what kind of public speaking are you like more, most experienced in or what have you seen the biggest growth in it? Um, so I personally have been doing a lot of public speaking in church, mm -hmm. meaning uh, sermons, saying sermons. Mm -hmm. um, and I can definitely say that I've grown a lot. Um, I can actually take my eyes off the paper, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is definitely a huge step from where I started off. Yeah. Um, and I preached at church on Easter. Yeah. And oh my, that was the worst time ever. It's like I like all of that progress that I like made mm -hmm. just like went away. Like I was so nervous and stuff with that because I had my mindset like on the holiday. Yeah. Um, I was just like so stressed out about it. But um putting that moment to the side, um, I can definitely say that I've grown a lot and mm -hmm. I've understood like why we go up in church like why why do we need to have like sermons in church and stuff like that because a lot of the time you know like i think like oh i have the bible and, like isn't that enough for me yeah. and i'm pretty sure that there are other people that say the same thing but then also like 
when you hear a sermon, it's pretty much you're seeing another person's point of view. Yeah. Kind of like the way that God portrayed it to them. Um, so I've grown to understand that, you know, like sermons are important as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I've started listening to more people and um, kind of trying to incorporate that into my speaking as well. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I'm more of like a lighthearted speaker, I guess. Like I enjoy like incorporating more like jokes and stuff like that. But of yeah. course, like at church i can't really do that so like when i, I mean, reach it you oh, so you're not sometimes one of those you can but yeah. like you can't you're not technically at least for easter you don't yeah. really want to joke yeah. about that <laughs> yeah i know so like you're not one of those like revolutionary speakers like calling people for like a an uprising you know you're not that oh. kind of speaker <laughs> um no not not necessarily like i still talk about the the importance of you know revival yeah um for your life uh, that is definitely like a really important message that people need to hear um, but I just don't see myself as a person that yeah. like, does that kind of stuff um, but yeah back to what you said about like jokes and stuff like that yeah it's good to like imply jokes and stuff like that but then certain jokes you can but then other ones you know you probably shouldn't say like yeah. um, it's, it's always best to make sure with someone like a pastor or something like that yeah to make sure that you can actually say this joke oh, yeah. or then you can get in big trouble yeah we know what it all has in common that before going up speaking any type of speaking you always feel anxious and that's what we got to talk about yeah overcome that anxiety because then it gets into your head and then you mess mm -hmm. up and then you have the mentality of nick you're like oh and then you're like shaking and you can't take your eyes off the paper freshman nick oh yes but like a stick <laughs> right how do we overcome anxiety? So, Other than just being ignorant, just not having a heart, because I know not having a heart, you have no anxiety because not, what are you worried about? You'll still have anxiety. No, I mean, if you don't, if you don't have feelings. Anxiousness, I mean, not, that means you're dead. But <laughs> anxiousness, mostly, it doesn't really come straight from the heart. I mean, obviously, your emotions are your brain and your heart. We want to know why evil people are the best public speakers. They're not. They don't have a heart. I mean, yeah, you can see Hitler, who, through his public speaking and- No, I said he had a heart. He got, a, he got a heart for the cause. Oh, I mean, through his speaking and his book, he literally changed the whole nation and made him made it believe in his cause. So yeah, like or like even Stalin. Yeah, like you're right. A lot of evil people uh, uh, have are really good public speakers. But I was Stalin's a really good public speaker. He had people do that for him, though. I know for a fact. It doesn't matter. He was still a pretty good public speaker. Like villains in movies, you know what I mean? Like they speak better than the hero most often. I don't know, man. Because you don't see Iron Man giving a speech. Yeah, but Captain America does. <laughs> Captain America because he's Captain. Exactly. But I'm, I'm saying villains. It's the leaders that... So in any story or anything like that, you'll have the leader who's always trying to push their group or their soldiers if it's like in war. Like you have Spartacus where he... I don't I've been just uh, listening and watching a bunch of about Spartacus where he was a slave of the war where he became a gladiator and then through his actions through him pursuing and making sure with all the gladiator friends that he had they were able to escape this compound that they were in and still get a full army worth of weapons with them and they started like one of the biggest revol revolutions against the Roman government and wow 
his like his leadership was the reason they won the majority of their wars because his mindset was built different wasn't it like the best slave rebellion there was yeah okay but back to the point we're not villains right you're not a villain Dan you're not no. a villain so clearly so. we don't have the advantage <laughs> of not having your heart so clearly we have to overcome anxiety somehow how do we do that um I honestly think that you know having maybe a little bit of anxiety or worry is actually a good thing yeah um especially when it comes to like preaching at church like, mm-hmm. I know that I'm talking about a lot about like church and like sermons and stuff like that so you're more like, experienced right so, yeah so I think that it's a good thing because you know when you come to the Word of God you know you should come worried because yeah. you know you don't want to say the right, wrong thing and stuff like that the bible literally says like the talks about false teachers and when yep. you like literally they'll get burned in hell you have the fear and, of god yeah this is that's a good thing to have and stuff like that but then it's not good to like you know yeah not really like i guess do your research and stuff like that and like yeah. speak false things and yeah stuff like that. you don't want to let that fear control you though yeah especially when you're like preaching or something like that you don't want that to initiate what you're gonna say if like you're i mean you see in a lot of mega churches where they're only talking about like good things or anything mm-hmm. like that they won't talk about the serious topics or anything like that it's that the fear of the people not wanting to listen to that or something like that mm-hmm. but if you're driven by that fear you're not gonna yeah. i mean you won't really get too much in your with your topic you won't be able to actually portray your full mm-hmm. topic and reasoning that you wanted to talk about the subject of your speech or of your sermon yeah I mean, my goodness this is talking about fear this doesn't sound like an average like school speech like if you mess up like you're gonna be burning for eternity like you have that going through your head like dude that's different level I yeah mean, i guess with i don't know for me at least i feel like I'm gonna be more anxious and nervous in front of a group of people I know than a pr- group of people I have no clue who they are. And I like, cause uh, if, especially, so I did it, I'm in Sunday school, right? I have a bunch of little kids, like five, six, seven year olds. I was so you. nervous when I was doing my lesson cause I'm supposed to say it all in Russian. Mm-hmm. My Russian has been a bit on the downside recently cause I haven't been reading as much. And cause you didn't go to Russian school when you had that chance to. I was in Russian school. Oh, cause you were in BCA, but that's not the no, same thing. I was at a Russian school, Russian charter school, not school for six years. Oh, dang. So, they, 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 taught you <laughs> they taught you Russian there? Yeah. Very well, okay. So I was like, no, at that point I was an A, a star, uh, uh, Russian speaker Russian rapper yep exactly but um, back to my point like I was in talking in front of this group of bunch of little kids and it's like you think it's they're little kids they're not gonna care Mm -hmm. but like me uh, because I'm in that position where I want to lead these kids to closer to God and everything like that like you still have that nervousness of like Mm -hmm. what if I mess up and I tell them the wrong thing or something like that and it's in Russian as well, so I was like, mm. man, if I mispronounce right. this, these kids will make fun of me, right. it doesn't matter how old they are. Yeah, I know. I used to be a Sunday school teacher for like 11 year olds, mm-hmm. another 12. Um, man, these kids, the audacity of them, they like <laughs> yep. would talk back and they'd be like, oh, you said that word wrong. I'm like, no, I didn't. Yeah. Like, yeah, I knew you didn't. And they would just talk back and stuff like that. But then also, yeah, I understand like, I was so like scared because like, kids like even like at 11 and 12 like they mm-hmm. believe a lot of stuff yeah stuff like that they're like e- they 
take in information really easily and stuff like yeah. that. So like, you know, they're gonna come back and like to their house and stuff like that, and they're gonna like say something like, oh, like I don't even know. I was about to say something that's like, my teacher really... says tattoos are okay, right? <laughs> yeah, the little kids. Uh, I mean, we're still little, but they'll take things very literally, yeah. really quickly. And it's like, I mean, I know with my kids, well, the way they act in the class is way different. They act with the, cause I was, uh, so in the class, there's this one kid, I'm not going to say his name, but, uh, he's super chill, super nice. And like, he'll actually pay attention to everything out of the class. I, I saw him walking around. I was like, did you learn your verse? He's like, no, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I was like, my, hey, what the hell oh, no respect for you. Yeah, and, uh, and then I was like, ah. Boy, <laughs> you gotta get some at the class. Right. But the thing is, do you ever get excited before you about to go speak up? You know? Yeah. Like you're, you're like fired up. Like I'm gonna, people are gonna remember this. It's gonna be like awesome. I'm gonna be like, I mean, instilling motivation in people's hearts. Like whatever you're talking about, even the Abraham Lincoln speech. Like, cause that's that's the only reason why I got a D and not an F. Because mm-hmm. I I may have had bad organizing, but I had technique. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I was actually excited. I thought it was funny. It's, yes. you can be excited, but you can also be nervous at the same time. Like, uh, when I was in our argumentation debate, we had this, it was like one of our final arguments and I was going up against like the, the dude who was on top, like, you know, mm. freaking honor student, AP student, men's got everything freaking crazy good. And then I was like, I was excited cause he's my friend too. So I'm like, I don't mind going against him and yeah. I don't mind losing. So I will still get an A for it. Yeah. I, I know I have prepped it. And everything was great. Uh, I went over and made sure that everything looks good. I had someone proofread it, look over it, and they said it was great. And then I go up against it. I'm like nervous because I mean I'm talking in front of the class, but at the same time I'm excited. So like yeah. I portrayed my topic, I portrayed my subject, and my argument against him. I won. So I was like, Nits. you won. I won against him. I was like sick. Dang. But yeah, it's. Have you ever had like a when you're excited but you're nervous at the same time, or like? Yeah. So um, I don't know. I'm. I enjoy saying like telling stories and stuff yeah. like that. So whenever it comes to like sharing stories or something like that, like even I'd open like a few guys right. Yeah. Um, I was sharing a story about like the Bible competition and stuff like that. Um, and that like. I was not, like, I didn't have a single drop of, like, nervousness inside of me. Like, I just was so calm and, like, I, like, shared the story with excitement and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, there are times where it's just, like, I'm more excited than, like, nervous and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but, yeah. Hey, you know, the, you know, you know what's a good technique? An icebreaker. You know why comedians are always so confident? Because, you know, if they start off, they get the people to laugh. After that, it's, like, on butter. I mean, yeah, also with comedians, a lot of them will do the research before. So they'll come to that, or they'll research the place they're doing it, they'll re- research the current topics there, so they can bring it up in a joke or something like mm-hmm. that. And that allows them to like break the ice with the mm-hmm. crowd, allows them to make sure like that the crowd actually feels good with them. So mm-hmm. it's not like if like uh, Gabriel Iglesias, he went to like Pakistan or something, and then he made a joke about... Uh, I don't know the current topics there. I don't remember, but he and like they were super chill with him. I mean, obviously he's a celebrity, so they really liked him before. And like they were super excited to seeing him because he's like super famous there or something like mm-hmm. that. But like still doing that, like making sure that you can read the room, like 
with public speaking or just going over that anxiety if yeah if you're anxious you're not really going to be able to read the room that much but making sure like if you can calm yourself down by like doing some calming down techniques or just focusing up on the topic or what's in front of you mm-hmm. uh, and just making sure that you're not like scanning like going crazy with i mean i've noticed in, when i've been public spe- uh, done public speaking in front of like big groups of people then you're usually like when you're really nervous you'll start just looking about a bunch of people and allow and they're like what is this dude doing but when you're when you focus up on like five people in the whole crowd and you focus on that person when you're saying it they have person themselves they'll feel like they're like you know perceiving and receiving it better it's like a personal conversation with them but also it makes sure that you're not looking like a crazy person who's just yeah. like freaking yeah right i'm swaying my head back and forth if you guys because you guys can't see but like a person with like ptsd is it yeah is someone behind me oh shoot i mean but there's like comedians who try to give a comedy skit at a court hearing have you seen those yeah some guy at a court testimony tries to give a comedy skit and then no one laughs yeah because he wasn't funny (laughs) it would have been funny in the comedy skit but then well yeah he was he wasn't funny in the first (laughs) place yeah but like always knowing where you're doing it yeah it's like if I mean, like for your instance, you were doing it Easter, and that's like mm-hmm. one of the biggest holidays. Yeah. And you like, you know, obviously you're gonna be nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Were you excited about like, you know, being able having that opportunity? Yeah. Um. At first, when I found out, like, so what happened was, um, Easter was April fourth this year. Mm-hmm. So I we have like a set schedule and stuff like that with all like the pastors and the preachers in general. Um. And it says, like, who's preaching when and stuff like that. So I looked at the schedule and I was like, oh, okay, I'm preaching April 4th and stuff like that. And then it didn't click in my head that it was Easter. Mm-hmm. And then um, it didn't really click until, like, two weeks before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shoot, like, this is about, like, Easter. Like, this is about, like, the resurrection of Jesus. Like, hold this on, is... I have to, like, rewrite this entire thing. Yeah. Right. And then, I mean, don't you ever try to leave an impression? Uh, like, do, like, people are going to think I'm amazing after this, you know? Um, They're going to want to hear more. Um, I attempt to do that and I kind of hope for the best when I do go up. That's mm-hmm. why I kind of like prefer the more like lighthearted, I guess, mm-hmm. um, approach because like it's easier to listen to. Like, I don't know, like I'm the person, the kind of person that doesn't really like enjoy like, like confrontations speaking. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Um, and I'm pretty sure that like not a lot of people do and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, as I continue on with like the service that I'm doing right now, like of course I'll get into it, but like right now, um, I don't want to like make the people like feel like they're getting attacked and stuff yeah. like that. And even though like it's a good thing to like sometimes have like those things and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. me being young and just starting in this stuff, it's not yeah. gonna be like, oh, all of you are gonna go to hell if you don't do this. No, I'm yeah. talking about that. I'm talking about like you're like one of those you know like mega church speakers, but like you actually speak the truth, like you're pouring your heart oh. out, like you're. You know, you're walking, mm-hmm. and then people mm-hmm. in the video room can't catch you. They got to move the camera. Uh, yeah. No, I wish I could do that. I'm not that comfortable or, yeah. like, comfortable to that point where I can just, like, walk around and stuff like that. Like, I do, like, turn now and stuff like that. And, like, a thing that helps me with um, whenever I do speak is I don't look 
at people's faces, I look at the top of their heads. Yeah. So like that that makes it so much better because I don't know why I feel like when you look in someone's eyes, it's like, oh shoot, they're judging me so yeah. hard right now. And then you're like, okay, let me look at something else. So then I started looking at the top of their heads and stuff like that. And yeah. that honestly helps so much because to them, it seems like you're making eye contact with them. When in reality, you're just looking at their like head. And they're looking at you because you're speaking. Oh yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, at least it should be. Yeah, you, you need to get me into this public speaking thing. I want to know what this nervousness is that you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's always good to have like a friend in the in the crowd that like will support you. It doesn't matter if you're doing bad oh. or not. It's just you look at him. It's like ah, I got oh, you. Oh yeah. Except <laughs> except there's like the little thing where you could just start start like laughing. Yeah. There's so many times where like I actually like biffed a word or something like that and one of my friends his name is tim like yeah. i would look at him and then i just like i'm like trying so hard not to laugh and i'm like i have like a smile on my face sometimes he, so i sing in church too um sometimes whenever we sing and then i like mess up tim and i are in the same group i like kind of look over at tim and then we're both trying so hard not to laugh yeah and it's so bad but, yeah. so dan what do you think about feedback getting feedback after a public speech or when you're after a public speaker or anything like that and what kind of experience you've had and what's affected you with it yeah so um i personally enjoy uh feedback from people mm -hmm. um kind of depends on the people that come up and give me feedback yeah uh, and depends what kind of feedback they give but um it's good to like although like whenever i do come up and like say a sermon or something like that or like preach in church um and sometimes like i feel like about like i did so bad and stuff like that mm -hmm. but then um people come up and then they're like good job praise god like yeah. may god bless you and stuff like that and like that's just like so like reaffirming and stuff like that and it's like you know even though i was like so nervous about it and mm -hmm. stuff like that and, like for me it seemed like i did so bad like god worked through me and still yeah. got the message across and that was really um enjoyable and then one of my i guess favorite moments really like favorite feedback that i got was from a stranger that came up to me mm -hmm. um we have a person that like the person that's in charge of communion the person that like makes like the bread and like yeah. the wine stuff like that um so he came up to me after church and then he was like good job like praise god that was such a good message um, and I was talking about Stephen um, and how he was stoned and how us as Christians um, need to be ready for anything because, you know, we live um, in the times of, Is you know, Stephen or Stephen? it's it's pronounced, I don't know, two different ways because I heard Stephen and then I heard Stephen as well. I, I prefer Stefan because, you know, Stefan sounds a lot cooler than Steven. Yeah, and isn't, isn't it spelled S-T-E-P-H? P-H-E-N, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I'm honestly... It's Stefan. Stefan, yeah. Okay, so we'll say Stefan. So um, we're, that's what I was talking about. And then he came up to me and he, he uh, prefers Russian and stuff like that. But, yeah. And I knew that, uh, but I was getting ready for, like, you know, like him to be like, that was fine, but do it in Russian next time. It's mm -hmm. passive aggressive, yeah. like, yeah, yeah it's, it was great, it's great. If it yeah. was in Russian, it would have been better, but it was yeah. great. Mm -hmm. But instead, I got, like, really good feedback from him, and he was like, good job, like, praise God for that, like, may God bless you and stuff like that, keep doing what you're doing and stuff like that, God's definitely working through you and stuff like that, and that was just, like, so reaffirming because that was probably one of the um, times that I've been most nervous yeah. when I went up. 
Um, and that was just, once again, felt like reaffirming and stuff like that. And it was really good to hear. Yeah. And yes, that was Easter. No, that wasn't Easter. Okay. That was... Have you ever had an experience where you're like prepped and you're not nervous and you feel like you did a good job and you feel like you got a good, uh, you said everything good and everything went well, but then you get a bunch of people saying like, what is this dude doing or anything? Or like it's negative feedback instead of uh, good feedback. Yeah. Uh, thank God I didn't really have that. Um, there were, um, so I'm right now. Um, I'm in this class called sculpture mm-hmm. um, and I was doing my project and stuff like that and I thought I did so good and stuff like that yeah. so what I did was um, I um, made a bronze hand like I like molded like a hand out of wax and stuff like That's that sick. and then, uh, we cast it in bronze and stuff like that and then I took a rose and stuff like that and then I put it on and there was like a huge like meaning behind behind it and stuff like that but before i could say the meat like the meaning and like what i wanted mm-hmm. that like piece of art i guess to yeah, portray part of you yeah so the people um in my class were supposed to like give their feedback before. yeah and shoot the people were like like so not necessarily mean but they were like ruthless with their they're comments just dissing and stuff. You. yeah they're like dude this looks like something out of like the bachelor and stuff like that like <laughs> the man holding the rose and stuff like that and then someone was like dude that hand looks like it's like a hand of zombie or something <laughs> like that like and it's holding like a rose or something yeah. like that, and it's coming out of its grave and i was like oh my golly and then the meaning behind it was nothing like that it was um so the hand it was supposed to kind of look ugly um mm-hmm. and it was the hand represents like us as humans and stuff yeah. like that and the rose represents jesus mm-hmm. um the rose being this like symbol of like perfection and stuff yeah. like that um and um our hands like portraying how like imperfect mm-hmm. our lives are um and the meaning behind it was like you know even though we're imperfect we still are able to like hold on to this perfect thing which is jesus and stuff like that but then even after i said that and stuff like that like my professor was like ranting and stuff like that and he's like doesn't it seem like a little bit like cliche and stuff like that like yeah um um, cliche i mean i guess sculpture i get what he's saying to be honest with you i mean he was (laughs) if only you like if only they understood the meaning like the hand is supposed to look ugly right yeah yeah man it was a piece of you, bro. I was low key sad, but it's all right. Um, I, I haven't seen it, so I wouldn't know how it says. I'm just trying to imagine it. I imagine your bronze, like, old I, hand. It, was it holding it, like, out like this? Like this. Yeah, so. Hold on, I think I have pictures. I'll show you after. Yeah, but, all right. So I have one final question for you. What would be some tips and tricks that you could tell anyone who's just starting out public speaking or who wants to grow better in it or just thinking about starting to public speak or speak in public? Yeah, so your first couple times may be rough. Um, Mine are still pretty rough and I've been doing this for about a couple years. I don't even know how long I've been doing this for, but um, it may start off rocking. In fact, it will start like off not the greatest and stuff like that, but don't get discouraged. It's gonna get better. Um, I promise you that. As long as you start, as long as you put in the effort, you will see results. Um, So make sure that you're trying and stuff like that. You know, it's not gonna come like right away. It's not gonna be something that you can just like, 
you know, leave off to the side and just like save until like the day of and stuff like that and just like run through it quick before and then go up and it's going to be perfect. It's not like that. Unless you have a skill or a talent. Oh, yeah. Then you're just lucky, buddy. Right. But the chances of that happening are very slim. Mm -hmm. So um, as long as you like spend time practicing and running through it, you're going to be good. Maybe not right away, but later on in the road. But also, once you do come up, like I said in the beginning, or towards the middle, I don't even know, um, stare at the top of people's heads rather than their eyes and stuff like that. You know, if you like, mm-hmm. don't feel comfortable with like looking people in the eyes, um, look at the top of their heads. Yeah, It's a lot better because it looks like you're making eye contact with them in, when in reality, you're just looking at the top of their head. So, yeah. All right, thank you, Dan. Thank you for coming. Uh, thank we're we're you. gonna do a shameless plug, Nick. Thank you for inviting us uh, to your yes. house. Yeah. yeah, so I think we're gonna. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I think we're gonna. Um, do you have anything that you want to plug? You like social media or um, anything like that? Yeah, so I don't really have too much social media. I don't really use a lot, but my Instagram, which I pretty much use quite a bit, um, is Dan underscore Magu 3 And then if you want me to spell it, D A N underscore M A G U O three. All right.